Thank you for tuning in to the Among the First podcast. If you would like to support this podcast, you could do that one of two ways. One, by going and leaving an awesome review on iTunes. That really helps us out a ton. And if you'd like to take a step above that, you can support us on our Patreon page, which is www.patreon.com slash among the first. And uh, if you want to leave us a little tip or something, you can go ahead and do that there. Enjoy the episode. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, yo. What's up? What's up? Oh, yeah. Let's let's crank this music for a little bit longer. It's about to get epic. <laughs> All right. Hey, what's going on? How you doing? My name is Daniel. I'm Chris. <laughs> I was wondering if you were ever going to say your name. <laughs> My name is Daniel. Pause. Long pause. Still pausing. I'm Chris. I was distracted. So, man, what's been going on in your world? Nothing. Oh, that's crazy and amazing. <laughs> um, I saw the uh, maybe it was yesterday or the other day. Stop playing with cords on the on the table. <laughs> Stop bitching your beard in the microphone too. <laughs> what's wrong with you? It's been a long time since we podcasted, so it, I forgot all the rules. It's been yeah, it has been a a minute, but we are back, and this is exciting. This is fun. Here we go. Um, yesterday you posted an article by the Alt Press, and it was the top 10 most influential bands of pop punk. So I thought we could talk about that today, talk about those bands, and whether you agree or disagree, some of them should be on there or not. Maybe we just agree on the whole list. I have no clue. I don't know either. So I don't know if these are in a specific order. I, maybe they are, maybe they're not. So let's just go through it. The first band, Fallout Boy. Fallout Boy. I really hope that's not one through ten, like it's ten to one. Um, I. <laughs> oh, you're saying you hope Fallout Boy is not number one? Yeah. I'm not I, a fan of Fallout Boy. I was Boy. never a fan of Fallout Boy. I, I was just, yeah, I just didn't really ever get into them. Not like I disliked them. But, uh, yeah, I was never, never really a fan. Then, uh, next, let's just say that this is ten to nine. Or ten to nine? It's gotta be ten to nine because I know or who's like, one. who's down near the bottom. Yeah, okay. So next they have some 41. Did you ever, were you ever into some 41? I, I like some 41 back in the day. I liked a couple of songs. I mean, most of these, like, I don't wanna burr, burr, burr. Oh, <laughs> most of these bands were like, you know, real big on MTV when I was, oh man, I remember TRL? I don't even know how old I was. You remember TRL? I was really just happy when that SoCal pop punk thing exploded in the what was that like early 2000s kind of somewhere around there ish like i mean they were always around before that but they kind of kicked all the boy bands and all the regular you know pop music off of mtv which i was more than pleased about i was always yeah. into heavier music but i still liked the pop punk stuff too um and it, uh, you know i was fine with it it was like more rock on mtv less pop people yeah there was a show for maybe some younger listeners called trl and they maybe not know what it, that was is trl even still around i don't think so um it was on this channel called mtv and they actually played music when we were younger and music videos they are mostly like reality like teen mom 
and Teen Mom 2 reality TV shows now. Uh, but anyway, total rec- TRL was Total Request Live, and people could like call in requests of music videos, and it was like a constant battle at that at this time of like the rock bands and the pop punk bands trying to topple the like Britney Spears and Insyncs of the world, and so it was almost like a competition. It was kind of, it was almost kind of fun. Yeah, but. Uh, all right, some 41. Next, yellow card. I guess TRL died in 2008. Uh, I didn't even know it made it that long. That's, congrats. Well, in the United States, they have an international version. I'm looking at their Wikipedia right now. <laughs> Wonderful. So the next band, eight, I guess, is yellow card. I um, don't even remember any of their music. Yellow card. I just card, remember they had a fiddle, didn't they? Yeah, they had like, or a violin. I'm not sure which one. But I just yeah. like saying fiddle. Hey, fiddle, fiddle, the cat in the... No, that's no not why I like saying fiddle. Yeah, I think it's hey, diddle, diddle. But anyway. um, Fiddle's just a fun word to they say. They were kind of like Fallout Boy to me. I didn't dislike them, but I wasn't really into them at all. Um, So let's just move on. Newfound Glory. Newfound Glory. Man, I don't even remember... I can't remember what Newfound Glory even sounds like. Isn't Haley from Paramore married to one of the Newfound Glory guys? I have no clue whatsoever. Didn't even know she was married. <laughs> yeah, she's been married for a while. I think she. I think she is. I don't remember, but I know that they were kind of like. An, I, I an, was again, they were never really a fan. They were an early pop punk band. I know that they weren't like late to the scene or anything like that. They may have been one of the first big ones. Yeah, maybe? they were. They were in the like the original groups. Yeah, so kind of. Well, it depends on how, when you say original groups, because when I say original groups, that's like mid to late 90s, and I don't remember Newfound Glory on the national scene before the 2000s, but, I mean, they might have, I mean, they were around, I'm sure, but just yeah, in think, terms of getting national recognition, I don't remember that. Let's see, it's, uh, I'm looking up here, forgive all the Newfound Glory fans, forgive me. I guess they came around in 97. There you go. Okay. So... Uh, next, I would I would almost consider that late personally. Yeah, but prob- I'm old. Yeah, it probably is a little late, honestly. Uh, next is Simple Plan. I don't remember any of their music either. <laughs> I know who they are, but I vaguely I, I know who them. I know who Simple Plan is. But yeah, I'm the same with you. I don't remember. I don't remember any of their music. It's like a lot of these, like Fallout Boy. I know who they are. I've heard their music. I was never a fan then. I'm even less of a fan now that they've gone like disco pop whatever the heck you want to call it wait they're still around yeah they like well they disappeared because xyz and then they came back like last year or the year before maybe and they got what's really big again do you know any of the songs i can't I remember the names fallout but I, I know the the sounds of them i mean no wait no wait i don't follow fallout boy it's fallout hmm. man i i fallout boy has that this ain't a scene song that was one of their older hits um, that doesn't ring a bell at dance, all. Dance, dance, we're falling apart in halftime or whatever. That doesn't ring a bell either. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't remember. I like, I know more, I'm more aware oh, of Fallout Boy. Is Fallout Boy the ones that have that, that one that's like. It Pete Wentz. Yeah, that, that song. That's Fallout yeah, Boy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't even realize. That's their new stuff. That's the, like their new disco wow, pop, whatever the no- annoying stuff is. That is definitely not pop punk. Like, I was never a Kiss fan, but. Fallout Boy's new stuff reminds me of when Kiss decided to do disco. It's like, what the heck are you doing? <laughs> I know a lot of people like it, and I'm not going to knock you for liking it. It's well, just not my speed. You know, they're they're evolving into, you know, bands evolve, and yeah, that, that's okay. I mean, more power to them. Evolve. They just evolved away from me. Look at uh, even further. I mean, Skillet evolves almost every album. 
Jeez. <laughs> so, you know, they, hey, they sell albums, man. So, uh, the next, next was, oh man. It was, we were, we were on, uh, Simple Plan. One of my favorites is next. I'm, I'm shocked they're not a little higher. Blink 182. Blink 182 is number, uh, what is this, five? Something like that. I'm surprised they're not higher because they started so long ago. I am surprised they're not higher. And this is like higher. influential. And man, I loved, I absolutely loved Blink 182. They were, they were probably, you know, they were in my top five favorite they had to bands. Be, they had to be like probably second biggest just by the fact that they're still around. I mean, yeah, honestly, and even when they honestly, were gone, they I were still around. I would probably have Blink 182 at number two on this list if I was making this list. Well, I mean, okay, this list, like, when they say influential, like, it's hard not to be the biggest band and be influential. It's like everybody in the 80s cited Black Sabbath as their big influence in Led Zeppelin because those were the two biggest hard rock bands or whatever, or metal bands. And then, you know, in the 90s, everybody was like, you know, late 90s especially, everybody was like Metallica, Pantera, like Slayer, Megadeth. Those are the biggest bands in the metal scene, so it's like... It's almost like if you are the biggest band, you kind of have to be at the top. But then at the same time, I guess you know, there's no, there's well, a lot of those I mean, bands that were influenced by somebody else. I'm looking down at the rest of this list, and I'm going, yeah, maybe they should be two or three, not five. Yeah, I feel like Blink One Eighty Two was uh, should be way higher on this list. And they, they were Blink- huge, and they all stuck around. Like none of them really disappeared. Blink One Eighty Two. There's two bands on this list. I had multiple bands that made me want to do music, but there's two bands on. Don't this get ahead list. of yourself now. I'm not getting ahead of myself, but what I'm saying is there's two bands on this list that made me absolutely want to play music, and Blink One Eighty Two was one of those two. Okay. And so it's like maybe maybe I'm having a hard time having them at five because of that because it was like. Listening to their music, seeing their music videos, seeing them was like, man, I want to play music. I want to do, I want to do that. Yeah. So, um, but moving on, next is Green Day. Honestly, Green Day probably should be a little higher too. You know, you don't have yeah. to be a fan of them, but they are a, I mean, they're still a big band. Well, they were kind of the first, I mean, weren't they? Weren't they like the first SoCal kind of punk band? I mean, that I, I feel huge? like, I feel like they're the ones that were like, got to the mainstream music scene before everybody yeah i feel like and maybe that they're not trying to just say that you know oh these were the bands that got to you know mainstream but actually influenced the genre of pop punk maybe that's what they're saying but i feel like you know i feel like they they should be two or three yeah they should be higher because of influence the genre like they basically almost created the genre i mean before there was no such thing as pop punk I mean, they didn't even call it that for one back then. Like, this is a pop punk is a hindsight term now. Like back then, it was just called punk. Some people yeah, called it SoCal called it punk, punk, even though it wasn't. It's not real punk. It's rock. not traditional punk at all. Um, it was influenced by traditional punk, yes. And some people would even I've heard people try to put the Ramones in in pop punk category, but it's like pop punk didn't exist when the Ramones were around, so the Ramones were kind of just the Ramones. Yeah, in my opinion. Some people even said on this list that they should be on there, and they're not on here. Spoiler. But it's but. like when when I was listening to all this music, everybody that was into this, we all all of us called it punk rock music. Yeah, we didn't call it pop punk. We Some people called it SoCal punk. You know, but yeah, we all called it. Even though it's like when you listen to like true punk music, it's definitely yeah. it's definitely not pop punk. Yeah, it's like the stuff from seventies, eighties. You know, and stuff. Yeah, oh yeah, your old school stuff. Um, like 
But yeah. it's like that's just the world that we lived in back in the day. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like it's kind of like everybody calls that stupid shuffle the Running Man now, but that's not the Running Man. Oh, I thought you were talking about the some other song. I'm talking about the new Running Man challenge. It's not the Running Man at all. Yeah, it's just like this weird little. It's just awkward like all these young kids shuffle. Feel all these kids now are like that's the Running Man. I'm like, no, MC Hammer had the Running Man. I sound like an old grumpy man now. And back in my day, we, the real running man was what MC Hammer. I, I, I saw I saw a video of a guy that actually made that. He was like, MC Hammer had the real running man. Quit disrespecting Hammer. Here's how it's done. And then he does it. And he it's it's funny, but it's also kind of sad. Hammer. It's also kind of sad because you're just like, this dude's like 40 maybe. Oh, and man. And he's doing the running man. Don't be disrespecting MC Hammer now. Hey, you listen here. Back in my day, we wore parachute pants. I wonder if, like, all the old guys in the 60s and 70s and 80s, that like, in those generations that were the old people, I wonder if, like, that they, I wonder what they would think about this older guy being like, that's not the running man, you know, kind of getting all upset like they used to about rock and roll and stuff. <laughs> but they're, but he's doing it about the running man. Yeah. I wonder if they just shake their head. I don't it's know. just like, oh, Earl, just drink your prune juice. <laughs> no, he wasn't that old. Oh, okay. He was like maybe 40s or back, back in my day, we wore parachute pants on Wall Street. 40s not even old. I just say old because he's an older guy. Yeah, you know, honestly, we're you're not that far away from 40. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> nobody is. Uh, or everybody is. Everybody, everybody is or nobody I is? I don't know. Let's get back to the list. <laughs> All right, the next, next on the list is Good Charlotte. Yeah. I don't feel like Good Charlotte should be higher than Blink-182 or I, Green Day. Yeah, I don't think they should be higher. I understand why they are, though, because Good Charlotte got freaking huge towards like the middle height of the pop-punk craze in the early 2000s. They were everywhere. Yeah. They were definitely MTV's darling before American Idiot came out. And I just, Green Day kind of re- reassumed their throne. As far as like you know, influential pop punk bands, though, I feel like that they should yeah. not be higher than Green Day. Definitely, no. And, and I don't think they should be higher than uh, Blink One Eighty Two either. Yeah, I don't. I don't know anybody that even. You, I don't even know anybody that names Good Charlotte you, as an influence. You wouldn't have Good Charlotte without Green Day. Yeah. I mean, you wouldn't. So how can they be higher than Green Day? Yeah. I I just I that that one actually is like no. Uh. Uh-uh, yeah. No. They need to be, uh, and they're not around anymore, I don't think. I think, uh, I, I have no idea. I feel didn't like. Didn't they start like a new band with a different sound a few years ago? I don't know. I feel like they married famous reality stars and then they all disappeared. I feel like they had at least, or maybe at least one, because I think there was brothers in this band, I think. Um, I feel like at least one of them created a band and they had a hit, like, that was totally not, it was totally a different genre of music. They had a hit like maybe one or two years ago. Was the Madden Brothers or something? Hey, no, they're um, still good. Charlotte's still around. They're tour on tour right now. Oh wow, I did not know that. They're coming to the Providence Medical Center in Bonner Springs. See, the fact I didn't even know that they were still around should mean that they shouldn't be on this higher on this list or this high on this list. Well, this is influential. This is like looking at them at the height. <laughs> so I get why they're on there. They were big. They were huge. Well, no, I'm not they're saying still, they shouldn't be they're on still, here. I, they're still I, plugging I mean away. They shouldn't be this high. They're still plugging away. So more power to them. Well, doing what they do. Anyway, I guess they broke up in, 11, in 2011. They got back last year. Okay. I see. I thought they had some sort of song. I swear that they had a song. Uh, that was a totally different genre. 
Anyway, I can't remember it. They might have. I mean, moving on. Uh, number two, Jimmy Eat World. Jimmy Eat World. I remember Jimmy Eat World. I remember um, them. I but still like their song, The Middle. I'm. Are they even pop punk? I mean, um, well, when they first came out, I remember them being else? in the alternative crowd. What else do you call them? <laughs> alternative? Um, man, uh. I just, I don't know, like, pop punk, I, I understand that genres can get wider than they were, but it was always, the originals will understand what I'm talking about, it was left coast punk. Yeah, honestly. That was pop punk. And Jimmy World was like alternative. When he came out, he wasn't even in the punk craze or whatever that I'm I remember. Not a, you know, honestly, I'm not sure, I'm trying to think back. I'm trying to use my old man brain to think back. Uh I don't think that anybody, when... All this music was fresh and new was calling them pop punk, so huh, that's kind of an interesting and they're number two on this list too. I know, in terms of influence, it's like So I mean maybe they called themselves pop punk and that's just how they described themselves and it was just it definitely was like a definitely I mean, they're kinda of like yellow card. It's a very different sound than most of these bands on the pop punk list, so yeah. it's kinda of interesting that they're on the list. But to, I don't to exactly me, to know me, what to Jimmy call it. World was an alternative rock band that was influenced by what is now called pop punk, not the other way around. So they shouldn't be on the influential list. They're influential, yes, to newer acts, I'm sure. There's lots of acts that look up to Jimmy Eat World like, I want to make music because of Jimmy Eat World. But this is a pop punk, like what influenced the genre? And I don't know that they did that. Like, I don't know. Like, they, I, I always remember them being an alternative rock band, like just something different. Maybe even influenced like they were. They were almost like okay, they were alternative rock that was kind of influenced with and by an emo vibe and a pop punk vibe. But they were an alternative rock band to me. Yeah, honestly, I, 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 I wouldn't can I wouldn't call them a pop punk band. I don't either. I don't so, get it. I don't so, get it. They should be like number honestly, ten I if they're going to be on the list at all. Yeah, I don't understand how they got all the way to number two. But uh, whatever. Uh, number one. I actually agree with this. Sometimes it's hard to agree with lists, obviously. Um, but I actually agree with this number one, MXPX. I loved MXPX back in the day. Uh, there was a time where every single morning I would wake up and right away would turn on MXPX. Oh, yeah. Um, I remember getting some of their old school first albums, you know, um, with the the cheesy cartoon art on it, yeah, you know, um, yeah, I loved MXPX, and I remember when they got, <laughs> which made no sense to me at the time, they were getting really popular and had like the number one music video on MTV in that TRL show that we were talking about, yeah. and then they they asked MTV to stop showing their video. Yeah, I don't remember all why that was. It was almost like but... it was like we don't want to be mainstream it was uh, it was almost like this uh we're gonna go against the grain we're gonna go against the mainstream and say you know what we don't need to have a popular music video which is kind of ironic it's like well you filmed a music video and now you're kind of like no pull that music video i don't want it on mtv i don't want you guys to show it yeah i don't i don't know why they did that so i don't know why they did it either the way i looked at it back in the day it was almost like a protest of mtv you're stupid we don't need you <laughs> I guess maybe. Um, that's the way I felt it like it, what they were saying back in the day. I don't know. But anyway, I loved MXPX. Um, 
Gosh, so yeah, they were freaking great. I remember we saw actually MXPX in Good Charlotte. Uh, oh yeah, I remember that in Good Charlotte. There was like Good slick Charlotte shoes or something was on there too. Good Charlotte thought we were in Kansas, and the crowd booed. <laughs> I remember that. That was before Good Charlotte exploded. That was yeah. That was right before. That was before MXPX even exploded. It was right before Good Charlotte exploded. Um, we it was were, before MXPX exploded. Or, that wasn't before. That was before Ever Passing Moment or whatever. We're in Missouri, yeah. and and Good Charlotte was really happy and they shouted, hey, we're in Kansas. And the whole group, the whole crowd just booed. Yeah. <laughs> it's always bad when you get the city wrong. <laughs> it happens though, when you're touring all over the place, you know, but you know, sometimes they, it's hard to remember. They were good sports about it. You know, they kind of laughed at themselves after that song. Yeah. That's the important thing is laugh at yourself, make fun of yourself. Um, but yeah, no, MXPX at the top. I agree with as well. It's more, there's going to be a lot of people that don't understand or don't know MXPX was around for yeah. a long time before all this stuff got huge. Like, I, now I don't know if this is true or not, but I heard a rumor that Blink-182 was actually named after an old MXPX song before they ever even put out albums. Oh, interesting. I didn't so, know that. So, like, it goes way back. I don't know if that's true or not. That's just an urban legend that I heard back in the day. I've never researched it, but I know that, you know, MXPX was around before, like, they were around for a long, long time, and I remember being into them, seeing them in small clubs of like 50 people way before they exploded on MTV in like 2000, I think is when that was. I mean, so many bands were actually influenced by M MXPX, and maybe some of these people on this list were, I mean, I know some of these people on this list were definitely influenced by MXPX, or they might be yeah. influenced by a band, another band that was influenced by MXPX. Yeah. So, um, MXPX is still going, too. Oh, that's just really awesome. <laughs> that's like that's cool to hear that they're still going. Um, yeah, yeah. But uh, I mentioned that there was two bands on this list uh, that made me want to play music. Yeah, they started in '92. Um, yeah. See, I mean, they were around. They've been around so long. So absolutely, man. Yeah, MXPX was kind of like I don't remember, but let me see when Green Day started. I think Green Day started before MXPX, actually. I think Green Well, Day, they got bigger before MXPX did, but... Well, no, I think they actually started before MXPX, if I remember Yeah, they were like 86, actually, yeah. yeah. They, were actually, yeah that's right. they were actually around in the 80s. That's right. So, like, you could um, almost say, though, that, like, MXPX was like... I mean, imagine if, like, in the Seattle scene and grunge, like, when, okay, out of that scene, you had Nirvana, you had... Um, uh, Alice in Chains, and you had was Alice in Chains out of Seattle too. I don't remember. I don't remember. Um, but you had uh, um, Mother Love Bone or whatever. They, yeah, they, Mother Love Bone. Like if though, like Jam. yeah, Pearl Jam. It's it's like those the, these kinds of scenes of music have like you know they have their big dog and then they have their next you know big dog and then they have a yeah. few other smaller dogs that, that come out of these scenes or whatever. And MXPX and Green Day. And then probably Blink-182 are like the big three of, of the genre, in my opinion. Those are the the yeah. three that came and did everything bigger than everybody else. And then, you know, Good Charlotte kind of like, in in many ways, like, um, Good Charlotte was, you know, receiving the spoils of war, so to speak, um, from what those other guys, what those guys did, what those three bands did. Yeah. Kind and of. I think maybe one of the reasons that, some some people might not have even heard of MXPX. Is I really think that MXPX dug the small crowds. Like, yeah, it almost felt like. I mean, at least back in the day, I don't know what they're doing now, but it almost felt like that they were like, we would rather play a small club 
than a sold out arena. Yeah. And I mean, some of their, some of their crowd, they literally set up to where the crowd could just completely surround them and just stand yeah. around the band. Yeah. Which is so freaking well, some cool. Of my, some of my earliest, I mean, I've been seeing concerts since I was a little kid because mom was pretty heavily involved in music a lot and was surrounded by musicians all the time. But so I've seen a lot of concerts, but in my formative concert going years, you know, of my youth or whatever, MXPX was like there at the beginning. Oh yeah. And you know, they were there at the beginning, there at the height of it. It probably, you know, I evolved into more metal, more metal shows as I got older and older in, in my later teenage years and stuff and in my early twenties. But MXPX was like some of the first like concerts that I went to that was like, I chose to go to this concert. It wasn't drugged there by mom or dad or, or whatever. And I was still into stuff that mom and dad were taking me to, but it was like MXPX was something that I spent my own money on versus, oh, I got tickets. Let's go to this show or that yeah, show. Yeah. Yeah. And you're something you like look forward to like, oh, they're coming in town. I got to go. I got to go see them. Yeah. It was like one of those independent, like when I was a kid and you're gaining your independence as, as a teenager and stuff. Uh, early days of driving, you know, it was one of those things where it was like, I want to go do this. Discovering do this. who you are. Yeah, that kind of thing. Like, it was, MXPX was like one of the bands that I went to go see when, you know, I was basically branching out from mom and dad's tree or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. getting out from under their wings, so to speak. So, MXPX is always going to hold What was the, spot do you remember the like first that. concert you ever went to? I'm not sure if we've talked about this or not. Um, do you remember the first Well, it's over? too hard because, like, you know, I've been going since, like, before I can even remember memories. See, I actually remember the very first concert I ever went to. I have no idea what mine was. And it was, my, my very first concert was at Kemper Arena, and it was Audio Adrenaline and DC Talk. Wasn't Newsboys there, too? Um, I mean, yeah, I think Newsboys was, I think Newsboys was there too. Yeah, that was like huge. And not the Newsboys that are around today. That garbage. Um, <laughs> whoa. <laughs> how, how do I really feel Why about Why are you throwing shade? <laughs> I'm just, I, I, I don't think that that's the real Newsboys, whatever. Yeah. I Newsboys mean, were one of those that's bands. That's a different podcast. That, that's a different podcast. But like bands that are still around with like none of the original I will, members. I will say that Newsboys were way better live than they ever were on, were on recording. So was Audio Adrenaline um, though. Yeah, and I think that part of that was and because even they were to an extent, like a part I mean, of the Christian it's hard to music say. Scene, no, yeah. it's hard to say that DC Dog was better live than they were on album because, like, the Jesus Freak album sold ridiculously. Like, but but that was the first concert. It was, it was I, that was the, that was the first concert I ever went to. It was heavier um, live, and I'm not sure if it was the first, but one of the first concerts I ever went to that was like you know, like kind of like a club type scene was an MXPX concert. I don't remember if that was the actual first one, but it definitely was one of the first that wasn't like an arena. Um, I can't remember. Like my and first, I definitely like, like those club. small shows. I think I think those. I mean, it's always fun to go see a big band in an arena, but those those small shows are those are really really fun to go to. Yeah, definitely. The almost first, more, almost more fun. I have no idea what my first concert was because, I mean, it was probably like Phil Keggy or something. Who knows? I don't know. Salty the Songbook. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> um, I I don't know. Like something that mom and dad was into that I probably got taken to, like Larry Norman or Phil Keggy or something. Yeah. People listening have no idea who those guys are probably. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I still like Larry Norman. I haven't listened to any of that stuff since I was a little kid, but the first club concert I ever went to might have been, 
this band called Jars of Clay. Oh yeah, I don't think I no, I have seen them live, but not not. In it was early before days. they they came out and had like a multi-platinum record or whatever, flood or whatever. Yeah, they had like a big crossover record. They were another Christian band, but hey, oh, we were raised okay. Christian. Um, yeah. but they it was before they exploded, so there was like maybe twenty people there. It was like some small like they called it a coffee house, but it wasn't a coffee house. Oh, it was like, like New Earth or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was, they there. had coffee there, but it was like, this is before coffee houses even I saw, were a thing. I saw a punk band, Dogwood, there that was like... Yeah, I remember them. I loved Dogwood, and I remember the lead singer was like, what song do you want to hear? And I yelled out one of their songs, and he's like, we're going to sing that one then. And it was like the best moment of my <laughs> life. <He's> like, <laughs> it was, he, like, he looked right at me and pointed going. at me, and he's like, we're going to sing that one. And I was just like, this is the greatest moment I've ever had. <laughs> You started glowing. I did. I was started like floating. I was smiling ear to ear. I mean, it was like, yeah. You didn't need no fairy dust. You could have flown right out that window. Right to uh, that really short ceiling in that club. Yeah, it was really short. You it could was, touch it. Yeah, it was definitely. I remember they had a pole in the, I think it was, I think it was Newark. They had like a, a steel round pole in the middle sure that was. of the floor where you like, you know, there would be mosh pits there when they had harder acts playing, but like, there was this big old steel pole, it's like so many people ran into that thing. I know, bunking their heads and knees and crab and tripping over it and getting pushed into it. Shoulders yeah. broken, clavicles broken on that thing. Yeah. But but anyway, um, I said that there was two bands on this list that made me want to do, I mean, there's more than two bands that made me want to do music, but specifically this list, there was two. One was Blink-182 and one was MXPX. So both those bands made me want to like absolutely I want to do music. I want to I want to do that. And fun fact, who else made you want to do music? Um Nirvana. I remember when I picked up the uh, Nevermind album mm-hmm. and just listening through that I was just like I loved the lyrics, I loved the sound. Um and and that really made me want to do music as well. Yeah, there's something about that smells um, like Teen Spirit riff that like even if you hate Nirvana you hear it, and there's something inside of your core. Because I got to a point where I hated Nirvana when I was I younger. Never, I younger. never hated them. I, well, I was younger them. and ignorant, and you know, you buy into like scenes. And I was a metalhead, so it was like, hey, Nirvana sucks. They killed metal. Yeah. I hate them, uh, or whatever. But I don't know how much I actually believed that stuff. It was just, you know, that's what everybody was saying. So I was like, yeah, okay. But um, like, you're something about that that riff that you hear it, and it's like you just want to headbang. Oh still. yeah, that's one of the greatest songs ever written. Honestly. I think so. Yeah. Like, um, you know, it's a big one. But, uh, fun fact guitar is actually not the instrument I wanted to learn. I actually, because of MXPX and Blink 182, I wanted to learn bass guitar. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> because the lead singer of, uh, MXPX, for example, he plays bass guitar. Yeah. And so the first instrument that I wanted to learn was bass. I yeah. was like, and, for whatever reason, even though I saw these bands, um, I had some wonderful friends, not, um, <laughs> who were like, you can't get a bass guitar and be the lead singer. And I'm like, but why? They, they have it. And they're like, well, it's like a million times harder and like, you'd like never be able to do it. What? I don't remember and this. So, uh, was <laughs> I involved in that? You were not involved in this. Okay. And so, um, basically I decided because of their influence, I was like, okay, well, I'll learn guitar. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, those jerks! They I know your dream. they ruined my dream of being a bass player and front man. Um, but yeah, the, f- the first band I ever wanted to create was a pop punk band. That's the music that I wanted to do. 
Um, it's not what I want to do now. You know, people change. Oh yeah. But uh, that that's absolutely what I wanted to do first was was pop punk. I wanted to be a band like Blink One Eighty Two, like MXPX. All in all, this is overall a good list, though. Yeah, for the most part. I mean, some of them are kind of like they don't number them, so it's hard to know. They might have just been saying, "Hey, these are ten bands," and be- yeah. because on this list they are not numbered. Yeah. And so it's not like they have a number next to the name. They just kind of have a list of the band's names. Yeah. And if they are in so, any order at all, I would have to think that there's no way that they would put Green Day at number nine. Well, no, Green Day was like number four or five on this list. I thought they were number two. What? Weren't they number two? Green Day? No, Jimmy Eat World was number two on this list, which I think, okay, well, I think Green, Day, Green, Green Day, Day would be higher. Green Day would be higher, yes. Yeah. But I'm saying like... There's a, I don't think that if the list I don't if the list is a countdown from you know ten to one or or if it's one to ten, I would think that it's a ten to one list because there's no way that Green Day could be in the bottom half. I'm not even a Green Day fan, and I you can't put Green Day in the bottom half. No, yeah, I think I think we agree on that. So, uh, were there any bands on this list that like made you want to do music or or something like that? Yeah, I mean, I've always wanted to do music from like when I was a little kid, but the first band that that probably got me to a point where I was like, seriously, I want to be in a band and seriously gave it thought, not just like, oh, I love music. It would be cool to do that someday because I was that that was in my head from like when I was like five or something, probably. Oh, yeah, me too. And I had played live music uh, as young as four, um, which we'll tell that story later. But yeah, the not now. Yeah. Well, later <laughs> in the podcast. I'm just uh, but I mean, MXPX was one of those bands that like. You know, seeing them when I was like 14, 15, however old I was, was like, I want to be a musician. I want to play music. That was kind of like, they were one of those live experiences where I wanted to do that. So, yeah, definitely them. It's almost a little bit um, sad that it seems like the smaller live music venues aren't as popular as they used to be. And it's just like... Man, I feel like I feel like people are missing out on something that's so freaking awesome. Going to see live music is amazing. And there definitely, at least in our city, Kansas City, there definitely used to be a lot more live music scenes yeah. uh, than there are today. There's still some good ones here. Yeah. Um, and it's not like it's dead or anything like that, but there's no. definitely not as many as there were when we were like teenagers, for example. There's not, there's not, I mean, they're there and they're popular, but they're not, they don't have the craze around them. Like when Beaumont Club was hopping. Yeah, I remember that. The the old Beaumont Club, which is gone now. That's um, where we saw MXPX. Yeah, I saw them there twice and I saw like As I Lay Dying there. I've seen War of Ages there. I've seen Silosis there. Uh, God, I can't even remember how many bands I'm, I'm trying to think of them all off the top of my head. Um, I think I saw OTEP there. And, oh, what's that band? I wrestled a bear once. I have no clue who you're talking uh, pe- about. Somebody who listen to this might know this stuff, though. Might know these bands. Yeah. Um. Oh, God. I can't remember. Like, There's so many bands, though, that like those clubs are gone. What is that freaking band? I don't My know. brain just, like, died. It's He's, dead. like, a big freaking band. Um, War of Ages? I'll keep looking Did you it say up. that? I yeah, I said remember. that. I'll, I'll okay. look it up, because I, I know the guitarist's name. But uh, I don't want to, like, name drop him and not know the name of the band because I'll look like an idiot. 
Yeah. Now that I've explained it to everybody, I look like one anyway. <laughs> yeah, you know. Uh, when, I, when I say the name of the band, people, some people are going to be like, you, you how could you not know that name? Well, because years of music, that's why. Freaking Dillinger Escape Plan. Oh, okay. Couldn't even say it right. <laughs> yeah, I saw them, like, I think they were at, they might they might have been at Main Street Coffee House, though. I don't remember. Or Main Street Cafe, or whatever they called it, after yeah, it was New Earth. But, you know, those places, they don't have the fervor that they used to have. Like, there's Riot Room, which is great. Shout out to them. Been there. Yeah. I want to go there again. Um, yeah, that's a fun little little bar there. There's Aftershock, which is gets a lot of buzz. Um, which I the one time I tried to go to a show there got canceled because the headliner blew a tire outside of oh, Denver. Oh yeah, I remember that. That sucked. Yeah, and then there's the bigger clubs like Uptown Theater. I've been to that a few different times, which is a great, cool little venue. It's freaking cool. Um, actually, actually and then I've, I've been never to the Midland. Been to Uptown Theater. We need to find an excuse to go there. Well, Chevelle's there this Friday. Oh man! But I'm broke. I'm broke too. <laughs> well, I'm not broke, but I got things I got to spend money on. Well, but, yeah, you know what? Life. Yeah. Anyway, but that's cool, and I've been to Midland. Midland is great too. You've been to the, like the Kaufman Center, right? Oh yeah. I haven't been there yet. I uh, I didn't see music there. I saw ballet there. Yeah. And it was it. Blew You're me. so cultured. You know what? <laughs> I don't care who you are. Go see a ballet. Go see and, opera. And try not to be moved. Go see opera. Go see live symphony. Like live symphony at the Midland was Heck phenomenal. Yeah. Hell yeah. Oh man. Now, granted, I went and saw like video games live. This is years ago when they were, I think they're still touring, but they would do like video game music or whatever. So it was like, that's still cool though. But it was like, you know, it was the Kansas City Orchestra. All the, all video games live was was just the director came in and then basically rehearsed with them for a week and then they play the music. Yeah. See, with me, for the most part, I listened to almost every genre of music. I wasn't really, I mean, punk. I went through phases. Punk was definitely my favorite growing up. Yeah. But I never went through these phases where it was like, I'm not going to listen to this style of music because it's not what I love. Or, you yeah. know, I wasn't like one of these people who like, uh, saw himself as like, oh, I'm a part of this scene, so I can't listen to rap music or, I'm a part of this scene, so I can't listen to metal or, 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 you know, pop punk or whatever. So, you yeah. know, I was, I was just, I mean, I even listened to, uh, boy bands too. I mean, uh, right along next to my pop music, my yeah. pop punk music. I, I just, I didn't care. You know, I just listened to whatever I liked. And, uh, I think that, I think that that's how everybody should be. Cause I think you're missing out on, first of all, when I say I listen to boy music, boy band music, I listened to it because it made me laugh. <laughs> and it okay. still makes me laugh. But I, yeah. I genuinely listen to it though. But it's like, I feel like you're missing out on some good stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, you can pull influences you, from anything. But... If you're only listening to, like, I only listen to metal music or oh, yeah. I only like, listen to rock music. Or, some, I mean, as a, speaking as, music. as a player, like, some of the best stuff that I have ever come up with. In terms of like, you know, riffs and licks and stuff like that have been influenced by things outside of my normal world of influence. Yeah. It's where I take an idea, I've taken an idea or a vibe, so to speak, and then I've just applied that to what I already knew. I mean, I was more like, I've already said it a million times and it gets tired. I was a metalhead. I picked up guitar because of metal. Um, that was the genre that inspired me to actually get off my butt and try to do a band stuff was hard rock, metal, etc. Um, MXPX was like, you know, the first time I remember thinking I want to be in a band, but well, yeah, it was, you know, stuff like 
Metallica, etc. that got me to actually, you know, I asked for a guitar for my birthday one year or whatever, and an amp, and then was like, I'm going to learn this stuff and I'm going to teach myself how to play a guitar by ear, etc., etc., etc. The rest is history. But in terms of like growing as a musician, the biggest thing I ever did was get into like, I mean, recently was soul, soul blues stuff. Like from Leon Bridges and like Hosier and players like that. Um, and there's a couple of other like, you know, uh, I can't even, can't even name them off the top of my head right now because my brain is just not on it today. I haven't had any caffeine yet, but we're recording this in the morning. Uh, yeah. But the, <laughs> I mean, players that I've never listened to soul outside of like, if a movie set in the fifties had it playing in the background, that was the only time I ever heard it. Right. And some of that, you know, soul blues playing, I guess I was kind of into BB King from afar for a long time. Yeah. Like I was like, man, that guy's really good at guitar, but I wasn't like a fan of his music per se. It was more just like I re- I recognized what he was doing and respected what he was doing, but it wasn't like an influence of mine until more recently. Um, and, but just applying some of that stuff to, you know, alternative rock style music that I play now has been, you know, huge in my like mind blowing open mind kind of like wow this like applies to that too and it sounds really good at least to my ear so yeah it might be bad but (laughs) well no i i think that i think it's really important to have multiple influences that aren't just of the same genre yeah and we and we i've done that well i say we but we've i've done that for a long time i mean even there was even like riffs that you know, I came up with in this old hard rock band that I was in that you were actually in too, that were, you know, they were very industrial European industrial metal like vibe, You're but we, like, we didn't play like that at all. Who are you talking like Rammstein? <laughs> yeah, like Rammstein and like Rammstein's a major one, but there's a bunch of other like KMFDM and bands yeah, like that. Like some yeah. of the riffs that I came up with or some of the solo vibes, whatever, some of the techniques I learned from that industrial stuff because I, I went through phases where okay you know my earliest phase of music was probably like arena rock or whatever because that was what was available when we were the youngest yeah like that was what was okay that was the first version of rock that was allowed in our home because petra yeah uh white heart whatever you know all those christian arena white rock cross bands. or something like striper that. everybody all know striper probably yeah striper um but that was what was allowed too yeah, they are. But that was what was allowed. So that was my first introduction to rock. And that was my first, like, made my hair hair stand on end and go, oh, my gosh, what is this? What is this? And Glorious. it's always kind of been more into rock. But I went through phases where it was like, okay, that was that was everything that I liked what was real young. And we're talking, like, five to eight years old, like I was into arena rock. Yeah. I remember, like, vividly imitating those bands in my, you know, room as a kid with, like, there was a time Blocks when I, when I stuff, thought microphones. There was a time when I thought a guy wearing purple tights was amazing. Yep, <laughs> that's kind of weird, but <laughs> hey, I was but, a kid. You know, it was like that, it was just like a superhero. Yeah, after that was like you know, after that it was probably I went into I kind of dabbled in grunge a little tiny bit, and yeah. then I went straight into like the pop punk phase. After that was like hard rock metal, and then that kind of became industrial for a while. Then back to metal. Yeah. And then, you know, back to grunge po- or post grunge, that kind of stuff, you know. It's just, I've evolved in terms of like what I've mostly listened to. And it's always like I've been, I latch onto a genre or a genre or whatever for some reason is what I've always done. Just latch onto that genre, write it out, and then 
switch to another genre, but I've always been pretty open, uh, to the switch and not judging stuff. Um, you know, not like looking back and being like, Oh, why was I ever into that? Or not looking that now, uh, you know, there's been times when I was younger where I was super judgy of like hip hop and, and country and stuff. Yeah. Stuff honestly, like that. I, and I, pop. Didn't, I, didn't I never really, was into pop. I didn't really appreciate some of the country music until honestly, maybe it, two years ago a year or two ago i still can't i still don't like most of it I still but can't. there's bands i mean i think zach brown band is i mean they definitely have a more rock vibe than country yeah they've kind of like um they're kind of like they've kind of gone away from kind country. of like an in-between like a southern rock type thing yeah um but technically they're, i was into southern rock technically they're they're still a country band yeah um I almost sound like I said contraband. Contraband. They're, they're contraband. They're like a drug. You listen <laughs> to them. No, I saw them in concert though, and they're, and they're if you see them in concert, I know you haven't seen them, but if you went and saw them in concert, first of all, they cover Metallica songs, so yeah. you, you'd have an amazing time. Yeah. Um. And so, but I think there are a lot of artists that when, once you see them live, it kind of opens you up to, okay, this is what they're about because yeah. albums have so many influences by labels and producers and all these other things that sometimes it gets away from what the band originally well, and wants. It's like, and you know, because some budgets, your bands are working with budgets. Sometimes, I mean, sometimes albums are taking eight months to a year to record and longer. You know, sometimes longer, yeah, sometimes years. Um, but sometimes a song, it's like those of us that are listening that are, that are writers, sometimes a song evolves. But the problem is when once you start recording it, you can't evolve it anymore unless you do it live. And that's why a lot of bands, you'll hear a song on an album and then when they do it live, it's totally different. Yeah. And it's like, well, it's because when they started recording that, and you can't just spend money and money and money and money to re-record stuff. Yeah, like a song's never done. It's like a song can be ever-evolving, and yeah, a song is, is never done. And that's why a lot Not of fully. times... That's There's why, always like a 10% flex with most music of what, where you change tiny little things the way you play it live. Yeah, I mean, there's been, I mean, hell, there's been some bands that literally verses will be different live than they are on albums or choruses will be different live than they are on albums or even like you genre know? like some of that see some of that is a concert Speed, gimmick like tempo you know yeah like when katie perry switches up i kissed a girl into like a, a crooner song i saw her do that once it was weird i've heard her do like a pop punk version of that um i don't think i've ever seen the pop punk one i she was on like some show in the uk that i was watching and uh, I can't remember what the name of the show was, but it was like a show with a bunch of different musicians. But I know what you're talking about, though. Anyway, yeah, but she did like a crooner version of it, and it was really kind of weird. Like, speaking of like the Frank Sinatra vibe. Uh, speaking of the UK, I was looking at some stats the other day, and uh, our number one country is the number two country that listened to this podcast. The number one is the UK, and number two is Germany. Guten Tag. So, yeah, shout out to our European with my, fans. With my terrible German. <laughs> they probably just rolled their eyes at that. I know, they probably unsubscribed right now <laughs> to the podcast. I wonder, I wonder if, like, do I sound like, you know how we, like... They're probably, like, this stupid American. Yeah, like, you know how, like, we, we kind of, like, make fun of people within our own country? Like, we always use, like... I mean, our mom's from the South, yeah. so we have a tendency to kind of mock Southern accents sometimes, and it's all lighthearted and good sure fun. Sure do. Yeah, but 
she's from Tennessee, so we make fun of the Tennessee accent coming out. Well, when her, she's fan, mad. her family is. I yeah, think, I think she was still from here though. Yeah, but she gets that Tennessee accent that comes. I know out she'll be mad. like, "You boys." Yep. <laughs> but like, we always kind of like you know revert to that accent when when. I don't know. Maybe maybe that's just me. I think I, know, of like I the, do it too all I, the time. I think of I think of that accent when listen here. When I'm like, when somebody says something stupid for some reason, I'm always just like my my brain goes to that accent like something just dumb. And I wonder like if if you know when Americans try to speak other languages, if they look at that like oh this idiot like <laughs> it's just in their head that it's their same response. They they might think that or they might appreciate that you're even trying. I don't yeah. know. Maybe like maybe both. Like when uh, like when somebody tries to speak English that doesn't speak English, and it sounds so broken. Like I wonder how does that sound like when America tries to speak German. To a German person or French well, I mean, to a French per- Frenchman, it sounds the same. Like the, it just sounds completely ridiculous. They're probably rolling their eyes, like, "Oh no." Then again, I don't really roll my eyes when somebody who doesn't speak English is trying to speak English. So maybe that's just no big deal. No, I don't either. Like, there are some times where it's somebody it, it's so broken that you can't communicate with them. So then it's like, uh, it's like I don't know how to say. Excuse me. I don't know how to say what I'm trying to say, kind of thing. Like it's not like a like oh this. This idiot. That's not. That's not like that. When somebody doesn't speak the language, it's. It's. I'm not like that. It's more like, I don't know how to say this, and and then it sounds so broken that it kind of makes me chuckle inside in my little twelve year old head. Um. That like, oh, he, he tried to say this, and it sounds really funny. Yeah. Like I wonder if like when I try to speak German, if if a German person is like, this moron. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm gonna go listen to some mxpx and some other pop punk are we done we didn't talk about like so, what i didn't talk about my what makes me inst- my instrument or whatever I, we're gonna have to do that on another episode we ain't got time for this we're already almost at an hour here so what this was a good one uh, where can they reach us if they want to get a hold of the among the first podcast where can they find us um we're on gmail at among the first kc at gmail.com and Oh, wait, I think or it's among no, among the first music. <laughs> <laughs> Epic fail. See, this is this is why I wanted all this stuff written down, but yep. I, I didn't prepare. Right on. Among the first uh, music at gmail.com is our actual email address. On Twitter, we're among the first KC. On Facebook, it's just among the first. Instagram, among the first KC as well. Yeah, give us a give us hit us up at any of those locations. If you have a question that you'd like us to answer, go ahead and do that. So, uh, peace out, everybody. Have a wonderful day. Bye. Bye.